Welcome to a special episode of The Paradigm Shift. In this episode, we are talking to the co-creators of Gile, Craig Johnson and Judith Becker. We'll be talking about the ins and outs of how Gile was created, why it was created, and what they plan to do with it in the future. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so... Tell us about yourselves. Who are you? What's your background in the space of education, career planning, and individual development for the workspace? Well, firstly, thank you so much for in, the invitation to your podcast. Um, I would say that I think you're doing a fantastic job, and uh, you know I'm happier to actually feature in your podcast series. But to answer your question, uh, well, look, I'm, I'm a South African living in Hungary um, for the past three years or so. I have uh, what you call an interdisciplinary background. Um, this is because I, I started my career as a chartered accountant in South Africa. I then went on to pursue a career change after quickly realizing that that is not something I saw myself doing for a long time. So I moved on to, to study different things such as applied ethics and international relations. So in a nutshell, I would say that I'm someone who is uh, curious, who loves learning, and I also enjoy taking the road less traveled. So these days I sort of find myself juggling between my interests in uh, international relations, education, and uh, youth empowerment. All right, then uh, let me take over. So yeah, in a nutshell about me, I have now 30 years of experience in education, and I had the pleasure of teaching students of different age groups in all kinds of educational environments, for example, in multi-age classrooms, in remote village schools. I had classes with kids, with teenagers and middle-aged people as well. So I decided to, to make a change. And currently I'm serving as a university professor. And among many other subjects, I had countless seminar classes on soft skills as well. For example, communication, negotiation skills, research skills, study skills, or even applied linguistics. Thanks, guys. Um, Craig, I just want to go back to you quickly. What was your reason to get into this space? Well, I think, uh, you know, I just, I spent a lot of time over the past seven or eight years reflecting on my diverse educational journey, right? And how that has influenced my character, my personality, and just, you know, my general outlook on life. And I, you know, I can tell you now that I'm convinced that it's had a profound effect on me. So it, it impacts the way I think about things, the way I feel about things. And I think I'm just a, a happier person in general, you know, so education is a really broad term, it's, it, but it's not just, you know, the technical stuff. It's, it's also about the emotional journey, you know, and, and to be clear, so a lot of people, you know, enjoy learning new things, right? It's, it's, it's not about that. It's about that deeper reflection and understanding how education has shaped you and reshaped you. And when you value that, you know, you, you are more open to things. It's easier to motivate yourself, you know, and adapt to lifelong learning. So when you talk about inspiration, you know, within this context of education, I'm driven to help young people experience a similar realization so that they can also develop themselves outside of the classroom, you know, so they can be more holistic, optimistic, and just self-motivated people in the true sense of the word. So, so that is my connection uh, with education. Um, and why I'm also inspired by this value that I have of it um, to have started uh, the JAL initiative. Okay, it makes sense why you guys work together. What inspired you to start JAL? 
this has been a journey of a lifetime, actually. All my formal education, my skills, my life experiences have all prepared me for this journey. I wanted to embrace entrepreneurship and I wanted to fully embrace my lifelong purpose as an educator. Right now, I want to highlight that we have to commit to something significant beyond ourselves. And before I, I continue to talk about my motivation, I just wanted to mention this. So you can fail if you are doing business for yourself, but you cannot fail when you have committed to giving to others. And that was a, that's a very important starting point. So what encouraged me to be the co-creator of Agile was the fact that um, maybe I wanted to do something worthwhile in my life. I went into the Agile project with the thought of it being a career move, but not to get my name noticed by leadership at our university or anywhere else. Instead, I wanted to help sculpt future minds in and outside of the classroom. And at the same time, I wanted to play a more active role in the, learn in the students' learning journey. So these were the reasons. And there was another reason, simply because I love working with young people. <laughs> because no day is the same. You know, students, yeah. international students, never cease to make me excited you know, with their questions. Sometimes they make me angry <laughs> and they give my life a meaning. And I realized yeah. a long time ago that I was created to be there for those who need it. And, and you know, there is no career more, more rewarding. And Craig and I agree in this. And we share the same values and the same visions on this. So we decided to create the Jai Foundation. And now with more than, um, more than 40 collaborators aligned with our work. And we, somehow we try to make an impact together. So in a nutshell, that was my motivation. I think I'll just add to what uh, Judith mentioned. Um, you know, so when you talk about the inception of Gile, I think there's the, the, the one part um, is that Judith and I actually shared a, a history in, um, you know, creating initiatives together that led up to um, the establishment of the Gile initiative, right? So we had collaborated on a number of projects, um, programs, uh, conferences. Um, so we already had that history and awareness of what it meant to work together. And we always spoke about doing something of a larger scale to, to broaden or, or upscale our impact for youth empowerment. And then also this personal drive for problem solving to try to be part of the solution to help young people make a smoother transition into the labor market came together nicely at, at an ideal moment um, where we both knew that uh, this is what we needed to do. Okay, so this is a passion project sort of that became a whole entire organization and it's i mean it's quite it's quite inspiring i say so myself okay so you started gile at the end of 2019 at the world science forum here in budapest and then you came into 2020 with ambitious plans i remember and then boom a global pandemic what was that adjustment like for you? Um, what were your thoughts around it? How did you feel? What was that process like? I think it is, as a start, I think just like many other people on the planet, it, it was this wait and see approach, right? So we have to look at it at the time things were unraveling. You know, people didn't know what was going on. People were processing things. Um, of course, we had our plans. We had a series of of workshops and training sessions that we that we wanted to do in person. And that came to a grinding halt when, when the lockdowns were started to be introduced, right? 
so yes, after processing and going through all of that, um, I think we, we eventually made the transition into the online environment. Um, admittedly, there was also a, a resistance there because we, we both knew uh, that it just wasn't the same, right? Um, so in that respect, I think we, we made the transition and we tried to adapt um, the activities that we wanted to do uh, so that we can continue the brand building process so that we can sort of alter the focus area. Uh, to give you a concrete example, um, stress and anxiety management was always something that was on our radar that became more prevalent during these um, crazy times, right? So students were struggling with adapting to online learning, um, but I think it also gave us time to, to fine tune our mission um, and you know have more focus when it comes to the, the, the areas or the pillars that uh, I'm sure we'll talk on talk about a little bit later. And uh, there is another thing uh, related to this. You know, many of our activities uh, uh, are online anyway. So we didn't have to make a big change. Just one example, uh, our journal project, for uh, this is something that is fully online. So we didn't have to make significant changes or not only the journal project we have some others like like this podcast or um, uh, the articles so we we can say we are lucky in a way because uh, we, we could continue with many of our very exciting and interesting innovative projects so yeah offering food for thought uh, is easy even if we have to go online and yes, we, we had the chance to organize many thought-provoking webinar discussions. Uh, the podcast series is, is very important. The blog articles, I've just mentioned that. And yes, we can educate people and we can still raise awareness about the needs. And yes, it's a very 21st century thing. Now we are online and we try to make the most of it. I think it's a nice experiment as well. <laughs> we will see what the future might bring. But uh, I think we are lucky in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I think the year has definitely allowed for people to adapt in different ways and sort of pulled to some degree, forced everyone into the very current 21st century. So I think in that way, it absolutely was beneficial in some, probably in most ways for like a budding organization that's just started. It sort of sets you up quite easily for a world online. But yeah, can you talk more about your initiatives that you have had this year, your projects, what you were doing? So as a starting point, it's important to understand that Giles' mission is essentially to support young people's pursuit of a successful and meaningful life. And we go about that through a number of ways, right? So we develop their competencies and our intervention is targeted at mainly students and recent graduates, and it aims to actually address their personal skills gap, right? And uh, we, ha having looked at a lot of the research, having you know spent a lot of time discussing with students and understanding their struggles, um, and validating their needs in terms of what is it that they're struggling with and what skills are they lacking when they graduate, we've sort of narrowed down the focus um, into what we call the three Cs. Right, so that is character building, career planning, and communication skills. So these sort of three focus areas is what we really zoom in on when it comes to developing key competencies. And that's within the academy, right? So lots of free workshops, group coaching, 
training sessions, um, but we also have some paid courses, you know, that we're sort of rolling out things that are, you know, courses that are affordable, but still high quality and flexible enough to accommodate the budgets and schedules of students and recent graduates. So these three focus areas, do they overlap into the rest of the organization? How does that work? I understand that you have three pillars that are guiding you in terms of how you go about what you do for students. Yes, exactly. So we have the three pillars. So that's sort of sort of the three main sections of the foundation. And that's the academy, uh, which is to develop competencies. It's the journal, which gives free publication opportunities. And then it's the advocacy sort of pillar. Right. So, yes, these three mm -hmm. focus areas, the three C's, we will see them when we are actively developing it in the academy. But you'll also see it as research areas where we're trying to understand sort of the latest insights, uh, pedagogy or, or ways of, of, of delivering uh, these sort of competencies more effectively. Uh, and when it comes to the advocacy branch, that's essentially how we can uh, raise awareness on, on firstly, uh, what these skills are. Uh, why they are important for people to develop, especially young people. And then we also try to, you know, create original content through blog posts, podcasts such as this, um, but also bigger initiatives, right? So conferences as well as forums. So in the coming months, we're actually planning one of the bigger youth forums here in Hungary in Budapest. And that is aimed at uh, raising awareness on these exact three competencies that we believe is lacking or at least not being given enough attention within the higher education system. That's motivating enough. Since the inception of JAL, what have you done as an organization? Well, we did quite a lot, actually. Uh, you know, JAL has three focus areas. So we somehow created these three pillars. And um, you can imagine it's quite ambitious <laughs> having a JAL Academy. Uh, organizing all those training sessions, all those uh, courses, short courses, summer courses, that's quite an intensive job. Uh, Craig is the one who is uh, running this project. And then we have advocacy, that's very interesting. We have uh, blog post articles, we have the podcast series, a very important project. And then we are also trying to, to organize all kinds of events to raise awareness to explain people why it is so important to develop uh, competencies. And lastly, let me briefly talk about the Gile Journal of Skills Development and how and why it was set up about more than a year ago. You know, when Gile set out on its journey, Craig and I identified a gap and set the scope of the journal, of course, in line with Gile's mission and the focus areas. And then the OGS system was built the editorial team was set up, needless to say, mainly because we wanted to empower students and early career researchers with publication opportunities and volunteering opportunities as assistant editors, associate editors, technical and layout editors, so that our colleagues can reap rewards. For example, they can get points and scholarships from their university, and at the same time, they can get involved in the work of our agile team which offers a significant job satisfaction for all of us. So Jai Foundation is the publisher of this fully open access journal. And the, the entire publication process is very fast, flexible and free of charge. So we are planning to, to support PhD students, young researchers, 
we would like to motivate them to reach audiences beyond the usual target. The usual target is, you know, academics, professors. And we strive to involve non-academics like trainers, professionals in industry, decision makers as well. So it's, um, it's a very important project for Gile. And, uh, and I just want to mention that uh, we are unique in the sense that we encourage authors to try and experiment with new, fresh, innovative dissemination formats and styles. So we, we encourage people to invite audience engagement and to try and achieve greater public understanding. We focus on competence development, obviously, and we welcome papers, scientific research papers related to the focus areas of child. And another thing that we are proud of is our team. Right now, there are more than 20 members of this internationally diverse team, and we represent about 11 or 12 countries from almost every corner of the globe. And as our scientific journal is growing, we are now expanding our team because we would like to provide additional capacity for our publishing processes. And I believe passionately that the enthusiasm of this progressive and energetic editorial team highly contributes to the success of our journal. We have already published the first issue. We had a great time and we will not forget the experience that we had. Moreover, our team have organized the first international scientific conference, the Gile for Use conference on soft skills development to provide an additional platform for disseminating research findings and for exchanging contemporary knowledge or for meeting colleagues, networking. And the full papers of this last conference will be published in a conference proceedings and in a special edition of our journal. Okay, so maybe you want to elaborate on the youth forum you have coming up. Yes, exactly. I think we are actually gaining a lot of traction and essentially what we want to do is co-create an interactive space for the youth with the youth, where they can all sort of share their ideas, collectively discuss solutions to the challenges that they are actually facing, and so that they can actually amplify and enhance their social impact initiatives. So that is directly aligned with what we're trying to achieve with the, the advocacy pillar, um, so that they can come together, uh, they can sort of discuss these skills, these problems, and then that can sort of culminate into some sort of list of recommendations that uh, the ministry can sort of consider, or even UNESCO, um, but it's ultimately meant to empower young people and also help to strengthen uh, the level of solidarity, collaboration, and even synergy amongst youth organizations in Hungary. So it's actually something that uh, we are really excited about. Um, that's probably looking at towards the end of the year, and we've managed to gather several organizations already, um, but uh, we'll probably have a separate launch and probably a separate podcast series on that. Um, so yes, to the listeners, um, watch the space and be sure to follow our social media. So will this specifically be a Hungarian conference or an international conference? It will specifically be an international friendly conference, if I can put it that way. <laughs> uh, so it will be open to everyone, of course, and uh, we essentially want people from all walks of life uh, who are looking for that uh, space just to meet people, to connect, uh, to get inspiration, you know, to to uh, get a sense of cultural understanding, you know. So it's just a, a coming together that's blended with uh, skills development and uh, and all of the stuff that I've just mentioned. All right. How do you tangibly impact students based off of these three pillars that you have in Gile? You know, as I see it, 
these days, the majority of the students are trying to, to do well, but they might just not know how to act professionally. And maybe they think they know it, but in reality, they need to learn how to live a meaningful and successful life. Mm -hmm. And I've seen many times that at the beginning of the courses at the university, students are uncertain about the value and the usefulness of soft skills when compared to those technical skills that they have worked so hard to learn. It's true. Absolutely. That, uh, it's true that we educators try to set them up for success. But we have to be aware of the fact and we have to remind these students that the future workplace is increasingly uncertain and they will have to upskill, they will have to reskill if they are going to find new jobs or to keep their job. And this should be or this is the mission of, of educators. Uh, if we can provide just a little context, then it will be easy for students to understand how improving on their soft skills can help them in their career or in their private lives as well. And we have to explain students that we all have the potential to build new skills with the right guidance and, and dedication on their side to improving. And we can ask the question, what skills we are talking about? What skills do people need? And it's interesting to look at what the typical issues that employers complain about most frequently. Because, you know, typically employers say that young people are unprofessional or they don't have people skills <laughs> or they lack critical thinking skills. They don't know how to learn something without checking a smartphone. These are, you know, very typical reactions. And, you know, Gile is also going to remind people that education is not only about learning the hard skills, but also about teaching all these norms of behavior, human relationships, shaping communities, critical thinking, creativity, and so on. And this is how young people could improve as a person. And this is how they can learn to live a meaningful life. So yes, I'm, I'm very passionate about bridging the so-called soft skills gap. And I'm very passionate about um, assisting young people to achieve all these. Yeah, I'm quite, um, I like the fact that you touched on the soft skills, because that is a thing that I think generally misses in education as a holistic way of training someone to be, whether an employee or an entrepreneur or whatever it is that they need to or want to do in their life. What do you hope to achieve with Gile as an organization? So if you were thinking about a legacy for what Gile, what you want Gile to be, what what does the legacy look like? Yeah, the most important thing I hope to achieve with Gile is making a real impact. I mean, a real impact in the lives of young people. Personally, I would like to raise awareness. Uh, and I would like to offer a little help for students and other people close to me and around me to become uh, well-rounded individuals, both personally and professionally. I find it especially important to focus on character building and on building important human values like respect, empathy, gratitude. Yeah. And why do they, these matter? And besides, I would love to remind young people that knowing the latest, greatest methods, the technical skills, the hard skills, are of course very important in life and you know I keep trying to to show students and I think it's a very important thing to do to show them things about themselves 
that they mm -hmm. they might not see the potential in them from my side uh, notwithstanding the things i mentioned earlier on i would i would really like to help young people who who are misguided you know it is definitely a win-win situation um, where we can uh, support uh, higher education institutions we can support the private sector by being a talent pipeline and we can support young people as well by having them be uh, more developed outside of the classroom um, you know we have stronger characters to withstand certain storms um, you know and be adaptable and just be the best version of themselves in that sense um, and i think yes yeah, so we owe it to society right to to produce more decent human beings i think um, the world would certainly be a happier place and i think there is a way for all stakeholders to come together and i would like to see jile create local consortiums to address this in a meaningful way i suppose that is a respectable legacy to have for an organization in terms of human impact and how they carry themselves in the rest of the world i think that's very important i think your programs generally feed into that kind of thinking um how you equip yourself in like social and workspaces how to interact in those spaces to get the most and best out of yourself and out of that space i think your programs generally speak to that i definitely hope that jalo achieves exactly what you wanted to achieve Thanks so much it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to feature uh, I think continue doing what you're doing I uh, look forward to the next series thank you for your time I just wanted to say thank you very much and I very much appreciated the opportunity to share a few thoughts with you and with the audience I really hope you enjoyed this episode join us in our next series which will be focused on the various contexts of youth leadership